the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. I am holding in my hand a story about a high school football team in the state of Ohio, Liberty Benton High School in Finley, which has uh, been experiencing, it says, heavy scrutiny from the Freedom From Religion Foundation. Because why? Well, they discovered that the head football coach, a gentleman by the name of Scott Garlock, leads his team in the Lord's Prayer before games. In a letter to the Liberty Benton superintendent, the Freedom From Religion Foundation says, Coach Garlock requires players to lead prayers at team meals, lead students in the Lord's Prayer before games, and lead students in a post-game prayer. Our complainant reports that Coach Garlock started these practices many years ago when he was the team's coach, and that he passed them on to a ne- the next coach who also implemented these practices until Coach Garlock became head coach again this year and resumed these practices himself. Hmm. Uh, The Freedom From Religion Foundation staff attorney Christopher Line says the Supreme Court has continuously promoted the separation of church and state. Um, The school fired back saying that its policy... Number 8880 says any student may choose to engage in religious expression before, during, and after school in the same manner and to the same extent that the student is permitted to engage in secular activities or expressions and that the district will not adopt policies, operations, or procedures to curtail these rights. So they struck out on this with Liberty Benton High School. Maybe try Olentangy or Dublin or someplace where you'll likely find a superintendent who's like-minded with you, Freedom From Religion Foundation. But I got to thinking, Aaron, I think I should notify the Freedom From Religion Foundation of this clear violation by Vice President Kamala Harris to record a video message uh, stumping for Virginia Democratic Governor Terry McAuliffe in 300 black churches. Don't you think the Freedom From Religion Foundation would want to hop all over that and and stop that from happening? Uh <laughs> I'm sure they. By name, yes. I'm sure they can't wait. Can't have Kamala Harris stumping for a Democratic presidential candidate in black churches in Virginia, 300 of them. I uh, I will eagerly await the uh, devotion of Freedom from Religion Foundation resources to stop Kamala from doing that. I wish I could have done something to stop my. Uh, I guess he's a friend, Pat Chun former Ohio State sports information uh, worker and administration worker. Now he's ascended up the corporate ladder of wokeness in uh, 
collegiate athletics to become the athletic director at Washington State. Pat Chun is in the news today because he fired the football coach at Washington State. Football coach at Washington State is Nick Rolovich. He's in his second year. You say, man, he must be a super loser if he got fired in the second year. Washington State doesn't have a bunch of money hanging around to pay Nick Rolovich to go away. Well, they're not paying Nick Rolovich to go away. They're just making him go away. Not because he lost. No, he won Saturday and the Saturday before that, and the Saturday before that. Yes, three straight wins. How do you get fired winning three straight games? Did he cheat recruiting? Did he pay a player? Did he uh, make an untoward comment toward the cheerleading coach or a cheerleader, even worse? No, he did not do any of that. Nick Rolovich is not eligible to be employed by Washington State because he is not in compliance with the school's mandatory vaccination policy from Governor Jay Inslee, who requires all state of Washington employees to be vaccinated, 10,000 of them. Uh, They are uh, in a distinct minority, Nick Rolovich and four of his assistant coaches. Only 50 people in the entire Washington State university system declined to be vaccinated. Nick Rolovich asked for a religious exemption. He was denied his religious exemption, which it's interesting to me that you can deny somebody's religious exemption. How do you know whether the religious exemption they are claiming, how can you, who are not religious, possibly know whether their religious exemption is valid? What if Nick Rolovich had said, uh, I am... um, I mean, you can make up a religion that is centered around believing that man is his own God and that I, Nick Rolovich, am a female at heart. Well, I can't use female. I'm a woman. I'm a transgender woman. And I'm afraid that getting the vaccine will keep me from menstruating or getting pregnant. Would Washington State have had the courage of its convictions to fire Nick Rolovich if he had said he was a transgender woman who was afraid that he couldn't get pregnant if he got vaccinated. That would have been an interesting case. Here's what my old friend Pat Chun said about firing Nick Rolovich as head football coach. Prick uh, prick your ears here to pay attention for Pat Chun claiming any kind of personal responsibility for this. (laughs) Listen, but you won't hear it. This is a disheartening, disheartening day for our football program. Our priority has been and will continue to be the health and well-being of the young men on our team. The leadership on our football team is filled with young men of character, selflessness, and resiliency. And we are confident these same attributes will help guide this program as we move forward. Hmm. Well, am I to understand, Pat Chun, that the health and well-being of the young men on your football team is only a physical concern of yours? Do you think it's good for the team? Do you think you're being true to your university where you promised these guys you'd get them the best coach you could, surround them with people who believe in them, and push them to achieve the utmost of their abilities? Do you think that this is a good demonstration of following through on the things that these young men have a right to expect from you as the director of athletics. 
by yanking their coach and four of his assistants out from under them in the middle of a season where they've won three games in a row as an underdog? Because I don't think that's a good way for you to steward your responsibility to these young men at all. In the grand scheme of things, the world will not spin off its axis because Nick Rolovich doesn't coach the Washington State Cougar football team. Nor will it spin off its axis if Allison Williams is not on the sidelines for ESPN. It may come closer to spinning off its axis if Chicago lays off a third of its police force or Seattle too because those cities are anarchist democratic crap holes where people will die because of these stupid decisions by government officials in those two states. But this is about so much more than a football coach and about so much more than a sideline reporter and even about more than cops who getting taken off the job will get people killed. This is about ingraining an attitude of detached acceptance of tyranny. If Nick Rolovich can get fired and Allison Williams can get chased off ESPN and cops can be made to leave their jobs and healthcare workers in Columbus hospitals can be forced out of a profession that we were lauding them for being engaged in last year during a pandemic when there were no vaccines, but now they're the bad guy because with vaccines, they declined to get one. We are telling the powers that be, it's okay. It's okay for you to go be heavy-handed and punitive toward people out there. I'm not going to protest because you're not bothering me. You just go right ahead and do to them whatever you want to do to keep me safe. You just go right ahead and do it. And besides, they have it coming. Boy, I mean, you really need to go read, like, the poem on the Holocaust Memorial. Like, the classic, uh, you know, they came for the communists. I didn't care because I wasn't a communist. They came for the unionists. I didn't care because I wasn't a unionist. They came for the Jews. I didn't care. I'm not a Jew. Then they came for me, and there was nobody left to stand up for me. All these progressive, high-minded people who are obsessed with being on the right side of history. Have you read history? <laughs> like, ever? Ever. Have you read history in any totalitarian country? Does it ever end well? Mm. Barry Weiss was talking about this on her Sunday conversation with Ben Shapiro. What does it take to stop this kind of inertia, which starts moving very slowly and then gains speed and then eventually gathers so much speed that it can't be stopped? Well, the good news is what it takes to stop it is something we all have the capacity to muster. But the bad news is what it takes is something we are all prone to be too fearful to muster. There's one word that sums up how we've gotten to this insane pass, and it's cowardice. There's a million other words that we can use to describe how we've gotten here. 
the number one ingredient that if it were present would change the outcome of almost all of these stories, all of these cancellations, all of the hijacking of these institutions, all of the smearing of good people for maybe at worst making a mistake is, is courage. It's a story of cowardice and courage the moment that we're in. And what has been astonishing to me is to find, you know, to look around and see, wait, hold on, you're supposed to be the adult in the room. You're the person that is being charged with upholding the mission of these institutions. I'm thinking now about the Times, but also I could be thinking about any number of universities or any of the other institutions that we mentioned before. The amount of work that it takes to build up that kind of cultural capital, that kind of trust with your audience or with the public, I mean, that is work that takes decades and centuries. Yeah, and like Ronald Reagan said, it takes a fraction of that time to let it get away. I certainly hope we don't let it get away and uh, sense that a lot of you feel the same way. But we don't have a lot of uh, reinforcements, it doesn't appear, uh, among our acquaintances. <laughs> we certainly don't have a lot of allies. So that's why. I mean, maybe they're waiting for somebody to do it. So I, I would just humbly suggest that you think hard about that. And think about what you can do to demonstrate that one quality that she says is necessary, and it's a quality we all can muster. But it sometimes stretches us to muster that kind of courage. So I was struck by that quote I played for you from Barry Weiss about courage, and courage is what is needed to call out when things happen that are just wrong. Uh, forcing people to get a vaccine, uh, canceling somebody because uh, what they said, you know, it hurts your feelings. Did it really damage you? No. We've gotten into this thing where you can't ever hear anything that's even challenging uh, to you. And uh, COVID has gotten us into this mindset that I have to be protected. I have to know the answers. I have to have certainty. Life's not about certainty. Uh, life is an endeavor that rewards risk. Uh, we've become so incredibly risk-averse. Uh, we want guarantees. We want fair. I, I remember growing up in an era where my parents always said, you know, life's not fair. And the sooner you come to grips with that, I mean, the happier you're going to be. Ben Shapiro tweeted yesterday, the unwillingness of Western citizens to live with any level of risk, economic risk, health risk, personal risk, spells the end of civilization because innovation requires risk-taking. Building for the future requires risk-taking. Complete risk aversion leads to collapse. It does. He's absolutely right about that. Again, I say, surround yourself with smart people. Who are the smart people that I listen to? Well, I listen to Ben Shapiro. I listen to a lot of his Daily Wire people. I listen to Dennis Prager. I listen to Albert Moeller. I listen to um, Dave Rubin on some things. I think Andrew Clavin is, is very wise. I don't agree with him on everything. And that's the other thing. When did we get to the point where you have to agree with someone 100% or they're completely and totally useless? No, I mean, I said before, I don't share 100% of Barry Weiss's views on culture, morality, things like that. But she's very smart, very committed on things like accountability. 
in journalism. And journalism functions ideally as a watchdog, as a was one of the balances, one of the checks in our system. Journalism is never more valuable than right now because so many of the checks and balances within our government have been neutered, done away with. We have very few left. The filibuster is one. Can't wait to get rid of that. The Supreme Court is one. Can't wait to pack that. So (laughs) coinciding at a time in our history when journalists are just cheerleaders, advocates, partisans, it's very, very, very dangerous for our country because, again, would you rather try to stop your car in neutral on a hill before it starts going down the hill? Or would you rather wait till it gets about a 15, 20 second head start and then grab onto the back bumper and try to Fred Flintstone skid to a stop and prevent it from going down the hill further? Well, it'd be much easier in the first instance, correct? Yes. Same way. This is why it's important, as Barry Weiss was talking, that courage needs to stand up right now. You need to muster that courage. You need to do the inconvenient thing so that you cut off circumstances that bring much more dire consequences down the road than if you push against them now. I would humbly submit one of the things you can do is get engaged in the political process. And a great way to do that is to come to our American Leadership Forum on Sunday. Not just because, not just because you'll get to see all the Senate candidates up close. It's worth your time for that. You're going to meet in that room that night people who really care, people who are committed, people who have paused their life to do something consequential. And so that's why I'd encourage you to do it. I'd like to meet you. I'd like to hear your story. I'd like to hear what motivates you. I'd like to hear what you're fighting for. Because it's, it's, it's important, man. I mean, it's, I just wish I could wake people up and make, make them understand how important it is. I think a lot of people are like, ah, oh, every election is important. And there's a school board election. You talk about that. No, if you don't get a control of your school boards now, they sink. they get another two years to work on wokeness um, and, and marginalize authentic American history, classic literature, things like that. I mean, again, stop the car now from rolling down the hill or wait till it's going 35 miles an hour down the hill and then try to grab onto the back bumper and stop it. That's, that's your choice. That's your choice. That's why I admire Dan Bongino. Dan Bongino is vaccinated. He could say, hey, I'm vaccinated. I don't have to worry about cumulus media firing me. I got a big profitable radio show. I'm a big deal. I'm on Fox. I'm good. No, the special people are the people who understand that they have power that other people don't. And so they're going to use their power to protect the people who don't have it. So Dan Bongino is threatening cumulus that if they insist on making other people get vaccinated, again, he's vaccinated, that he may leave cumulus. And they'll have to figure out what to do with 300-plus stations that take his radio show. He said, this is going to be an entirely untenable situation going forward. 
I'm not going to let this go. Cumulus is going to have to make a decision with me if they want to continue this partnership or they don't. Good for you, Dan Bongino. That's courage. That's what we're looking for. That's what we need. Hopefully you're inspired by him and what he's doing and can find it in yourself. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.